0: Welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health, and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information. And tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful. For the podcast growth so all reviews are appreciated and lastly but not least be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth so let's get started with today's episode hey y'all As you guys can see from the title, this week's conversation is going to be around fitness, moving your body. What is fitness? What are the different forms of fitness. So this is such a beautiful conversation um, because it's in the becoming unique way. <laughs> and when I say the becoming unique way, becoming unique is all about every one of us finding the individual prescription for our own lives. So today's episode is not going to be about you need to get 3 days of fitness in a week and this day you need to do cardio this day you need to do strength training this day you need to do recovery you know it's not going to be a prescription or a plan but it's going to be a conversation to open up the door for you to figure out what is going to be your personal pers- personal prescription and your fitness game so yes let's get this show started Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing guest by the name of Austin. Welcome.
1: Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? How is everybody at home? Hope you're doing well.
0: Yes. I I thank you so much for being here with us today, and I can't wait to our discussion around fitness. But before we get started, you got to tell everybody, who is Austin?
1: So... I'm a fitness coach who specializes in working with fathers, but kind of really branching out now towards more parents as a whole. Really, kind of the whole idea of we only have so much time in a day. Uh, A lot of times people get kind of caught up or confused with what they need to be doing, right? They kind of see, oh, you got to go seven days a week and two hours a day and do all of these different things. So I kind of, I'm kind of the coach that makes sure you don't spend too much time working on on your fitness goals right because we have lives to live everything else is important so making sure that we're doing all of those things as well
0: oh i love that you said that you're geared towards fathers and parents because um social media seems to be our version of like influence and tv nowadays and i feel like when i'm on um social media it's like you're obviously in fitness workouts from a woman you know, all the time. Or if Mm -hmm. I see a guy, I feel like it's like a buff guy that's like, you know, looks like he's in the gym all day drinking protein (laughs) shakes, which is fine. But I don't necessarily see that everyday guy or like you said, the parent. It's like from one extreme. So I'm happy that you Mm -hmm. said that you're geared towards that everyday person, which is the father or which is the parent. So um, thank you for, you know, bringing light to that.
1: Yeah, no problem. No problem. Well, I find it fun just because I actually started off as a youth coach. So Mm -hmm. I guess started, started seeing, not that I don't want to say my time as a youth coach was wasted, but like, Mm
2: -hmm. I guess
1: looking at it. So when we need to make changes to families and overall units as a whole, right. Started working with kids. I'm realizing, all right, he's 11. So when I tell him he needs to change his diet, he's not driving to the store. He's not making the decisions on what's in the pantry. He's not yes. right making any of any of these choices. So it was mm-hmm. like, well, we gotta we gotta do something. And I think that we can get a lot more done with a lot, I think, little our investment as far as people's time than than they think. And that's kind of the biggest thing is. I don't need you to do something huge. i don't need you to do something extreme fitness. If we want to make it as simple as possible, right. Kind of the, the simplest form of acquiring your fitness goal is really just going to be a large number of very small things added up. So wow. we just want to work on lots of, lots of little small things. Let's make this easy. Let's make it fun. Let's see how we can get it done every day.
0: Wow. I really love that. And I love that you pointed out, like, you know, The the 11-year-old's not making the choices. He's not driving to the supermarket. So Mm -hmm. where can I, you know, re-channel that energy to still make the same difference. So I love, 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 love that. So before we start jumping into all of our fitness conversation, I would love to tell me what does self-care look like for you?
1: Self-care for me, So I would say that's actually been a pretty interesting thing to figure out. And I think everybody's kind of got to go figure, figure theirs out. I've noticed for me, mine is, mine is moving. So I, I've noticed about myself kind of whatever I'm doing, I will stay doing for a period of time. So like, if I let myself sit down, let's say I've got Saturday and Sunday to not do anything. If I let myself sit down all Saturday and I don't do anything, on Sunday, I'm sitting down all of Sunday and not doing anything. So for me, self-care is just moving somewhat. Or like if I look at it like a morning routine basis, I don't have to get up and take 17 supplements and do a complicated yoga routine, this and that. It's like if I can get up and literally spend five minutes walking back and forth, I feel amazing. So for me, a lot of my self-care is like Okay. Am I not feeling well? I probably need to move around somewhat, Mm -hmm. whether that's light stretching, a little bit of walking around Mm -hmm. and then just kind of, just kind of get everything flowing, get everything moving. And it's like, okay, now I I feel like I can think clearly. So it's like, okay, walked around a little bit, got my brain back. We're good. Let's, let's handle what I need to handle for the day, but Mm -hmm. definitely just making sure I'm not sitting.
0: Yeah, you know, I like that you said for you, it's movement, you know, um, because sometimes like if someone may go Google what is self-care, you know, you may get a list of things and you're like trying to incorporate something you're seeing that someone else is doing or something that you're seeing is on the internet. But by you saying for you, it's movement, it's self-care is all about recognizing what what is that value for you to, you know, move and produce in a certain way and, and care for yourself and for you caring for yourself is realizing that you need to move your body in simple ways, not like you said, doing a complicated class of some sort. So right. thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I'm loving. Them. so, well, mm-hmm.
1: well, I was just going to say, I think that's important because a lot of people I would say or my clients are usually ask me, hey, what do I need to be eating? What do I need to be doing as far as this, this and that, right? And as far as the things that we're doing every day to maintain kind of how we are and, and our, our fitness goals and everything like that. It's like, look, here's the deal. I can, I can write you a diet of chicken, broccoli and rice and with a perfect kind of dial in the numbers just, just right. And we can make it super, super, the most, most optimal thing that we can do for you. If it's something you don't like enough to the point that you're only going to do it for a week, we're not going to get results any kind of way. Yeah. So yeah. people are like, Hey, what should I be eating? What do you like? I don't know what to tell you when you say, what should I be eating? Like, it's yeah. like what do you like to eat? I guess from a general principle, it's like, okay, well, if you, you cut out a lot of the processing And the pre processed stuff for the most part you'll be all right, Mm
0: -hmm. but yeah, it's it's dialing in like like that. Daily
1: is different. It's like we gotta we gotta understand how we're gonna dial your daily. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Like what I'm doing works for me. At the same time, you Mm -hmm. might not like. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's this fine-toothing, you know, what works for you and what is going to bring fulfillment and enjoyment to you. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that we took a pause for for that. Um, so today we're talking about working out. Um, so what does what what's your definition of working out? You know, when someone says, what's the definition of working out?
1: anything that you find kind of difficult to do realistically, mm. I kind of define it as a comfort zone thing. So I guess the reason I define it as a comfort zone thing is I've had people where I start working out with and their first workout is like 10 minutes. We barely get through anything and they're going yeah. like, well, I, you know, I, I wish should I come in tomorrow because we didn't get in a workout today. It's like, okay, let's, let's redefine the word workout. Anytime you can get yourself outside of your comfort zone, we're doing what we need to do. Okay. So if you, like, if you come in and look at what I do for a workout per se in the gym, it's like, well, when I go home, kind of I focus on parents. I don't have kids myself. I have a dog who is like an 80 pound working guard dog runs wrestles all of that it's like so for what I'm doing I got to go back home and wrestle with a kid who can literally jump six feet in the air just standing there like that's not that's not everybody's life chances are you're not going to want to come in the gym and do what I'm doing because it's you know like it's not particularly safe it's a little more high risk but that's me pushing my comfort zone if you're pushing your comfort zone then we're doing something beneficial. So I think that differs for everybody.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I like that you said pushing past that comfort zone. And um and your comfort zone may be 10 minutes of high intensity workout or whatever and that was your comfort zone and someone's envisioning like wait a minute. I was supposed to work out for an hour. Like what do you mean, you know, this is my workout because this is where you're at today. And I'm a yogi, so A lot of times it's like, you know, honor where you are at. You know, that's something I say a lot and a lot of teachers say is that honor where you are at. Because sometimes people may tend to look over at the person on the side of them and it's like, they think they're supposed to be looking like that. And it's like, no, that's not your journey. You're here today. (laughs) Hey, you don't have to be standing. Can I steal that? that? Oh, yeah, definitely. plenty of you. Honor where you are at on and where you are at so it's I mean, like you know yeah. oh, you yeah. may see someone flying in the air and yoga is like oh, like no 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 <laughs> and, and and you don't know their story they could be been doing yoga for the past 40 <laughs> years you know and you just and you're on your fourth day, fourth class thinking you're supposed right. to be doing that right. and you have to remember you need to be where you are at that moment. So I, I absolutely like that. love that you said, you, you know, getting that. you right there to pass that um comfort zone for you. So and I never heard it like that, but it makes complete sense. So um yeah so that's I mean that's
1: really all it is. We're we're not trying to go in the gym and, and break ourselves and hurt ourselves, right? A lot of a lot of what I'm doing in the gym, what I help people do in the gym regardless is for the sake of there's something outside of the gym, there's some quality of life that we want to improve by doing this right this mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't your life I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to spend all your hours in here I don't need you to spend 100% of your your being on this for the mm-hmm. entire week. we're doing this to make you better at something outside of here. Right, yeah. so it's like as we get to the point where we're breaking that comfort zone that that's when we turn over it's like okay now we've turned that switch we're accomplishing the task of getting better at something yeah like, why do we why do we feel the need to push into an unsafe
0: realm of
1: of complication or difficulty mm-hmm.
0: exactly so okay so like when you go to the gym you there's a whole bunch of different types of workouts so can you list the different styles of workouts because like I'm saying yoga and then someone else may be saying something else and they're all considered like you know movement of the body but like could you give us a list of the different types of workouts
1: Uh, (laughs) yes yes
0: you know because you know everyone's coming up with their own like you know like I feel like so many people like I can come out tomorrow and be like the unique yoga routine so yeah I understand exactly. that there's so many exactly. different like you know um you know like off of like working out too like everybody's making their mm-hmm. own program but mm-hmm. kind of right. like the core basics that we hear a lot of
1: uh so I guess there's like your core basics are you look at stuff like HIIT cardio weight training Then I guess if we're going to talk about like swimming, running, and cycling, those are other, I think, mainstream forms of working out, but they are subsets of cardio. And then I think a lot of a lot of different styles of working out can be described as subsets of one of those to some degree. Either Mm -hmm. that or it's like we're talking about the different subset of like sport workouts, sport-specific workouts where if you like. Are going to basketball practice. You're getting a workout there, but it's not mm. your standard, yeah, weight lift, right? Uh, so there are lots of different kinds of kinds of workout. I think if we're looking at for for people who are going into the gym, kind of a little bit struck by how many different. Things there are in a gym because there are a lot of different kind of random looking machines in a gym. Like I I think about that a lot. Like, hey, if I didn't spend pretty much my entire life in this environment, would Mm -hmm. any of this make sense to me? And a lot of times the answer is no. I get that. Like, but basically you want to kind of look at one of those, I would say, main three, either hey, cardio or weight training, and and figure out what what kind of sub path you want to take within it or or pick whatever sport that you would like. Otherwise you can kind of sit here and click mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, well there's this cycling class and then there's a Zumba class and then there's mm-hmm. uh, a strength and conditioning class and then there's a Pilates class and then there's a, right. You see how we can keep kind of yeah.
2: mm-hmm. sit here
1: and list things all day if I really wanted to, the yeah. goal right is to not not kind of get confused by it. So I typically will break it down into those three main categories and then say, okay, between lifting as much weight as you can, running for as long as you can, or lifting weights as fast as you can, like pushing a sled and that that sort of deal. Which one of those three sounds like it's what you're most interested in? And kind of, if you can answer that question for yourself, picking something becomes a lot easier, I think. Because Mm -hmm. then it's like, now we've got subcategories that we're going to break down okay well if i don't want these two things i can get rid of those whole two subcategories yeah right if i, if I ask you that question and you say well i don't want to just lift the most amount of weight possible it's like okay well we can get rid of power lifting we can get rid of olympic weightlifting. we can get rid of yeah <laughs> running competitions so it's like we can get rid of whole subcategories mm-hmm. that push them off to the side so i would say look at those three figure out which one Of those three you like and then we can Mm -hmm. kind of pinpoint what you want out of that category and that should make it a lot easier even if you're kind of figuring it out at home by yourself
0: yeah so like for a beginner I think cardio is definitely a a workout style that is always like oh I gotta get my cardio in I gotta do my cardio so you know you know what Mm -hmm. is cardio workout because let's say we have a person listening they just don't know what cardio is you know you you know sometimes we know things but then sometimes it's like this hasn't been a part of the conversation so what is cardio workout what is cardio good for like how often should someone do cardio like kind of like the rundown of the basics like we we can run into the sublets of you know subsets Mm -hmm. of um you know the different styles of cardio like afterwards but like what is cardio like the one-on-one version of the person that's completely clueless
1: okay so you've got obviously your heart is a muscle but you've got all different kinds of muscles that are not your heart if you look at cardio the i would say the easiest way to explain it is it's going to work your heart the hardest Mm -hmm. so that's why everybody says got to get your cardio in. it's good for your heart this and that because you want to look at cardio as it's an aerobic activity or something that's working your aerobic system, aka your heart pumping blood all around your body. So if we're going to look at what is cardio, it's, hey, this is an exercise designed to get your heart pumping, kind of you're your breathing heavy and your heart pumping more than it is to target a specific muscle or make a specific muscle burn. Mm-hmm. It's not to say running the treadmill won't make your legs burn. It'll make your legs real heavy. That's, <laughs> that's something that happens. But still we're we're focusing on we're gonna work the heart and lungs more than any other part of the body during this specific exercise. And that's what makes it a cardio exercise.
0: Okay, so the, the goal for cardio is to get that heart um going and you know in the lungs and kind of like opening the lungs up. I feel like that's what happens. Like, is that right? <laughs> when I'm doing cardio, like almost feels like so, there, it's, it's like expanding, but is that correct? I'm just making this up for my experience.
1: Well, so your experience is correct, right? Basically what's happening is your diaphragm is getting stronger. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: cardio, kind of like I say, your heart and lungs, look at cardio, like, so, you know, the, those are going to be the main functions in your body, right? That we're not constantly controlling. We're not thinking about making a heartbeat. We're not thinking about breathing. Yeah. Those are, kind of number one and two automatic functions. Mm-hmm. Cardio is going to be more focusing on your automatic functions, right? You're, a bicep curl isn't an automatic function. You're mm-hmm. not sitting at work all of a sudden. It's like, ha,
2: ah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm.
1: yeah. Back to my report, right? Like that's, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're sitting there typing reports, your heart's beating, you're breathing. Yeah. Look at cardio like your automatic functions mm-hmm. in its simplest terms.
0: Yeah, your automatic functions. So now a person wants to do cardio for what reasons? Why would someone want to do cardio? Why do they want to like get the heart going and the lungs and all this type of stuff? Like, are they doing it? Well, I think, you know, most people be like, oh, I need to lose some weight. Like, is cardio good for losing weight? Like, what's the reasons why someone will want to do it?
1: um cardio is good for your heart in terms of if we want to look at like long-term heart disease cardio is Mm going to be great for your heart it's it's kind of like one of those things people say either you you, you use it or you lose it right Mm -hmm. in in terms of skills your muscles are the same way cardio is like it's it's your heart you use it or you lose it and you kind of need that Mm
2: -hmm. as
1: as, the the whole staying alive thing that's having a having a heart is going to be very important in that uh (laughs) and trying to keep that keep that happening for you so cardio is going to be good for the heart i do not rank it as the highest value in weight loss i can tell you why right so cardio is gonna be good for for burning calories while you're doing cardio if i get on the treadmill and run for an hour i let's uh, throw some arbitrary numbers out let's say i get on the treadmill i run for an hour and i burn 800 calories awesome when i go home i'm not continuing to burn any other calories whereas if i go lift weights and i burn 500 calories i can go home and if my weightlifting session was intense enough i'm having to heal those muscles for the next day or two depending Mm -hmm. on intensity and volume so there's this kind of I describe it as like a back-end calorie burning that comes along with weight lifting. So you may burn 500 calories in your workout, but you may burn 300 calories healing tonight, 300 calories healing tomorrow morning, and then another 300 calories healing tomorrow afternoon. So it kind of goes from 500 to 1,400 real quick. Whereas now that initial 800 isn't looking like such Such a high number. You see what I'm saying? So,
2: yeah, if
1: we overall need to take down calories, Mm -hmm. we need to do cardio because it's good for you. You need to lift weights because it's going to be, quite frankly, one of the fastest ways to burn fat off of you without me saying, Hey, get on the treadmill for two hours a day. And Mm -hmm. then doing something ridiculous, which is why HIIT training is becoming such a Popular form of training right now between HIT and CrossFit, is because there's a lot of science backing that as some of the best forms of training. Now I think CrossFit can get a little dicey sometimes. People do things with crazy form, and it mm-hmm. makes me nervous. I think there's a little bit more of a risk factor than a lot of people need in terms of <laughs> risk to reward. Sometimes, but mm-hmm. that that style of training is going to be. If we're trying to burn fat, the fastest way to do it. Because you're going to get the cardio benefits. You're going to have a stronger heart function, stronger lung function, preventing heart disease and doing all of that. While we're still taking advantage of that burning 500 calories, lifting, or burning another 300 here, 300 here, and 300 there.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So you've got the best of both worlds in a sense.
0: Then that's for what? CrossFit? For which one? Oh, hits. Okay intensity
1: Um, training
0: okay okay Mm -hmm. this you really dropped some jewels on me because I really was unaware of this um when you said like the difference between cardio and strength um training you know how you may you know get that great 800 calories while you're doing it but then that's it like (laughs)
2: when you finish the workout
0: it's done and then with strength training you know it keeps working for you after the workout and um Mm -hmm. that 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 really that's groundbreaking for me I mean it's not groundbreaking information but it's for me it is
1: (laughs) oh I guess one one caveat I want to say with that is there are some people out there so I ran track in college I had friends who were distance runners and these guys would like wake up on a Sunday, the day after competition and go, yeah, I'm just going to go for a light jog, maybe cover eight to 12 miles today. And it's like, what? Eight to 12 miles, a light jog. So by that time, you know, you're torching the muscles a good bit. You're still getting that later calorie burn. If you're doing cardio to the point of running eight to 12 miles those those guys you're going to get the best of both worlds just from running okay but for everybody else who doesn't want to go run 8 miles every Sunday
0: mm-hmm.
1: make make sure you're lifting you're lifting your weights
0: okay let me just stick on cardio for just a little bit for those you know cuz i want i like to break things down like in the very um abc like okay. um, <laughs> um learning experience so um with cardio how often should someone do it because someone may be like that's just their thing just like as we discussed at the very beginning like what's your thing like oh I like cardio it makes me feel good this is what I like to do and this is their way of like going to like the gym and stuff like that how often do you think they should do it and then what's the recovery process afterwards
1: so this is going to sound crazy right But I never do cardio myself personally, unless I'm like training for something that I want to do, like running or wrestling or something like that, that's cardio reliant. Otherwise, I'm typically getting my cardio from some sort of HIIT training. So going to the weight room, let's say you get an easier weight. And instead of going for six to eight reps, you want to go for 15 reps take maybe a 10 second break or a 30 in between 10 and 30 second break and then try and do another 15 reps. You're going to get cardio from that, but you're also going to get kind of the best of both worlds. So if we're looking at what, what I do, what I recommend, maybe a couple minutes on the treadmill to get yourself warm. I'm not like, like if you were to go take an interview panel with my clients and say, hey, how many minutes collectively are you spending on the treadmill? Between all of them, it's like zero or realistically, maybe 10 between everybody added up who likes using a treadmill to warm up. But it's not. It, I, there's a lot of, I think, more fun and useful ways to do cardio than just getting on a treadmill. So. I don't usually recommend a ton of cardio. Well,
0: yeah, a lot of part, like you said, there was better. there was the subset. So like with cardio, like it could be the Zumba class or the, um, you know, the, all these right. different workout classes and you're moving your body and stuff like that. So yeah, right. it doesn't just have to be running like treadmill and well, stuff like that. The
1: other that. thing about kind of the whole coaching, coaching parents life is that when you're working with people who have like, eight-year-old kids it's like dude you can grab your eight-year-old go outside and get cardio i don't need you to drive to the gym and be miserable on a treadmill and i had i had one guy i was talking to and he's going well my my boy's not into sports he just likes playing video games i said what's his favorite video game he said star wars i said here's what you're going to do okay i i know where you live i looked up the weather it's sunny where you are right now you have great weather it's 70 degrees out." So you're not going to tell me anything otherwise, okay? I checked beforehand. I know I know what's going on. What I want you to do is take baby boy. You're going to go outside, grab two sticks, look him dead in the eyes. You're going to say to him, let's play Star Wars. Whatever happens, happens. Follow his imagination. When you get done with that, I want you to call me immediately. Regardless, don't take a break. Don't do anything in between. As soon as you get inside with him, I want you to call me immediately. I get a call from him maybe 20 minutes later. i pick up the phone and I hear, <sighs>
2: <sighs> it's
1: like, okay. I have I have this working theory, right? That when you have kids of a certain age, the things they want to do and the things you ought to do are actually really close to being the exact same thing. So in his case, it was like, you wanna spend more time with the family, great, but you also know you need to do cardio, great. Go grab your eight-year-old. Go outside. Let's play Star Wars. Give him a stick. See what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, apparently Boba's fed is fast, and now I have to run all the time. It's like, yeah, that's that's what happens when you, <laughs> when you go play Star Wars with an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get you're gonna get the cardio win. So I'm not typically recommending cardio. Hey, you need to go to the gym and do this many minutes on a treadmill and recover this long and. Because I feel like cardio is something you can really enjoy. And it's like, hey, did you have fun though? Yeah. Are you going to do it again? Yeah. All right. Solid. So now we don't have to get on the treadmill anymore. It's that easy. Yeah. Right? It's now. Now we're done with the treadmill. Great job. Mm-hmm.
0: I love this. I love that. I love your approach. I love that you're making your approach just so like, not saying easy, but like approachable you know, it's not like right. intimidating, it's like, oh, you can make it work, like, you don't have to run on that treadmill, you can just play with your kid, and, and, and just, and get your workout I in, I, people
1: forget that, so that's, that's the working theory, hey, if you're watching at home, and you have a kid in between, I'm gonna say, between two, and like, 12, or 13, the things that they want to do and the things you ought to do are probably closer to being the same thing than you think. Yes. So Mm -hmm. grab that baby, go outside, see what happens. Like, Mm -hmm. you'll probably get a better workout than you think you will.
0: Now with cardio, should they be breaking a sweat to like say, oh, I did my cardio? I
1: mean, breaking a light sweat, yeah. But that also kind of depends on how cold it is outside, how many layers you got on. It's like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: realistically, I could go put on three more hoodies like I'm wearing now, four more layers of sweatpants, sit here and break a sweat in the next 10 minutes of this interview, just sitting here. Right. Yeah. So I think that kind of is going to depend on
0: and also the person's body and, and you
1: know, right. and, And body and all of that. Yeah. I, I typically look at it in the same way as I look at what is a workout, right? Like it's, it's what is your comfort zone? So it's mm-hmm. like, in, in the case of the last story I told, it's like, you never had to chase an eight-year-old with a stick with one leg because he cut your other leg off with an imaginary lightsaber, right? Now now things yeah. are just, we're, we're piling on. That's But that's out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So for me, that is because now it's out of your comfort zone. It's like how how when was the last time you had a sword fight with one hand? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Out of your company counted.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I I'm glad you bought that. You you made sense of that as well too, because you know some. People may think, oh, did you break a sweat? Like you didn't work out unless you broke a sweat and um, or something to that extent where everyone is, you know, situation may be different. And I feel like I get a great workout right. in, in yoga and I don't always break a sweat. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And then, like you said, you could be not working out and still break a sweat exactly. <laughs> sitting there with five sweaters sweaters on. So is there a recovery? Because, you know, so many people talk about recovery after you work out. When you do cardio, should you go about doing a recovery process? Like a recovery of saying, oh, I need to drink my protein shake or I need to like roll out or something like that.
1: So so here's the, the realistic truth about recovery that I don't think enough people know. You should be doing your recovery regardless. Like yeah, even... At, there was a point in time when I was like working in an office job right out of college and I wasn't working out anymore or doing any of that. It's like even then you, you need to be doing your recovery, whether, whether you're doing the cardio or not. So if you had a cardio routine great you're doing your recovery if you don't have a cardio routine great you're doing your recovery if you don't have write a workout routine great you're doing your recovery if you do have a workout routine great you're still doing your recovery it's kind of you see how that works right Mm this is something that that we need to be doing regardless it's like if you have a regular day job you need to be doing your recovery i gonna be honest with you that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's enough nowadays for most Mm -hmm. people so it's like at at a at a certain point yes we'll have to start doing more recovery and yes let's say if we do cardio and that particular cardio is running based we're probably going to have to do extra recovery and resulting kind of kind of in a result of your knees and ankles particularly that's that's going to be some of the case for when we get into doing extras of specific different kinds of workouts but as far as should you be doing your recovery as far as basic yoga and Moving around, getting getting some steps in every day, and eating correctly. Yes, protein mm-hmm. shakes. Yes, we want to be getting in our recovery daily, regardless.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what does recovery look like? Because I've heard that like twenty minutes after you, I'm just saying twenty minutes, like a certain time frame after you get your workout in, you should get that protein shake to lock in that workout. If that makes sense, that's what I've heard. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So what they're referring to is called an anabolic window, if you want the, I guess, technical terms, it's just when your body is going to, I guess, receive and do the most with that protein at any given point. There's a lot of studies that are now showing actually if you eat protein before your workout, like if you drink a protein shake before your workout, your anabolic window is kind of already taken care of because by the time you're finishing your workout, your body's just now starting to break down that protein Mm -hmm. that was already put in. So it's it's right in there at the anabolic window, anyways. Now, that being said, what's the most important recovery thing? I would say sleep. People are often worried about like, hey, what, what supplement should I take? It's like probably whatever supplement comes comes in the bottle labeled don't only sleep four hours a night. Let's try, let's try a little bit of don't only sleep four hours a night. Yeah. Okay. And then and then once we try the supplement, don't only sleep for four hours a night. I want you to try the supplement. You can get it online. It's called bottled water. You need to be drinking your water. All right. We're going to do that next. And then write kind of these more more basic things as opposed to a long, complicated list of supplements. We'll get you more results in terms of recovery.
0: Wow. I love, love your responses. Like, you know. <laughs> you have been up in here, you need to take this, that supplement, this, your supplement is sleep and water. And these are what's already been given to you. Like, this is a part, you know, it's not like you have to go buy this name brand or this, that, you know, man-made product for your recovery. You're giving, like, your resources are there for you already. And I love that. Like, you are approachable, like, with your, you know, with your, you're not, I'm not saying your coaching, like. Get the sleep, get the water.
1: <laughs> well, see, it's all about being sustainable, right? I could, I've been asked before, like, hey, what's the fastest way to lose weight? So I've worked with wrestlers and doing stuff like weight cuts for getting in tune for a fight. It's like, realistically, I could, I could take 30 pounds off you in the next two days if you want me mm-hmm. to. We can really lock in in 48 hours and start melting pounds off you. It's not going to be yeah. fun. You're going to feel like you're dying you're everything's going to get difficult basic tasks like walking from like your kitchen to your bathroom are going to seem like it's climbing mount everest like it's it's going to be awful and then you lose the weight and then it's like what you snap right back to doing whatever you did before so i like focusing on things that you're going to be able to keep doing over time
2: Mm -hmm. i like
1: to look at it as like a Okay, if my client lost weight, great. But if they still need to hire another personal trainer to keep their weight in check over time, I did something wrong. So a lot of it is a lot of it is about how can I establish a system that this person likes enough to want to do every day. It's easy to cheat on a diet that you hate, but it's hard hard to cheat on a diet that you're actually excited about eating and, and that kind of thing. So that's a lot of a lot of what it comes down to
0: yeah just you know creating a lifestyle that is approachable for you and not going by what the fat is. oh, I'm supposed to be doing this and that. no, you're supposed to be doing you know what's approachable for your for you, so yeah, you've been saying a lot of great points, so we have an understanding of what cardio cardio is and the different ways we can approach cardio and so on so next is strength training you hear a lot about oh i got today's my strength training day like what is strength training give us the 101 like what is this about
1: so strength training we want to look at it as adding resistance or resistance training to your muscle tissue anytime we're adding adding resistance to a movement To make it more difficult we're looking at strength training or resistance training right and it's most most simple form that's that's what we're looking at so there there are lots of different subsets though of strength training as well if we want to get into like hit even is one subset of strength training while also being its own main type of training in a weird way but you are doing resistance training as a part of it. And there's like power lifting and Olympic weightlifting, all, uh, all, all sorts of different things. Realistically, the thing with strength training is we're gonna one, strengthen our muscles, right? That's kind of the main thing everybody's focused on. But with strength training also is gonna come the reversal of osteoporosis. So we're gonna strengthen our bones. And we're also gonna strengthen our tendons as well. And I think a lot of people forget that in strength training, your bones and tendons will also adapt kind of like your muscles to an increased, increased load on your body.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, guess,
1: and you, so what were you going to say?
0: No. So strength training, you know, you say it's resistance. And when I think of strength training, I always think of weights. Um, that's one form of strength training, but can you also do strength training um, with no weights?
1: Yeah. There's body weight strength training, resistance band strength training i do a lot of body weight strength training personally
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so it's you can do all kinds of strength training with no weights if you've got like one of those pull-up bars you stick in the door frame and maybe like a bag of sand to do some squats with you've pretty much got everything you need to yeah do a full body resistance workout
0: so a squat is considered a strength training
1: yes yes okay
0: <laughs> so okay and okay so now I know you said the basics of the recovery is kind of like um you know we need to recover all the time so with definitely I feel like when I do more strength training I feel like you said you may be I feel it the next day I feel it like you know yeah you know, we're opposed to cardio. It's okay. I did the cardio and I think I'm just more like, okay, it's done. So Mm -hmm. strength training and recovery for strength training. Do you think a person should like consider rolling out their muscles after they do strength training or, you know, being mindful to drink? Like for me, I may drink some like dandelion root tea because that helps with my, um, the inflammation within my muscles, you know, do you suggest any of that type of stuff?
1: So a lot of it I usually suggest is stretching. So stretching. you don't need to do kind of like you were saying earlier with yoga. I don't need you to do your hour-long yoga routine after you do an hour-long weightlifting routine. I may stretch for five to ten minutes after. Mm-hmm. But as far as as far as the recovery, a lot of it's going to be about moving. So making sure that we don't let those muscles get stagnant a lot of that next day soreness comes from doing the workout then going home and just sitting until the next day and then you try and get up and it's like it's it's not working so stretch after the workout stretch the next morning and it doesn't have to be anything intense but just kind of like get everything get everything moving right it's going to be a lot of a lot of what we want to focus on and then kind of like i said with the supplement thing you know you you need sleep and water you need to be eating the right amount of good calories and all of that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so as far as your intake getting in getting in what you need to get in is going to be important as far as your food
0: now um this may be like a like strength training like is that considered for like bulking you up like For like, I feel like I, you know, and I'm just going by what hearsay, So I don't know what I'm saying, if it has any like (laughs) substance to it, but like, if you want to like lose weight, do cardio. And if you want to like build up yourself and get like, let's say for a girl, thicker for guys, you know, muscular. If you want to like build, build up um, and look thicker, then you need to do strength training. Is that true?
1: No, everybody needs to do strength training to some degree. Uh, the intensity that you choose to do strength training at and the diet that you choose is going to be very important in whether you get bulky or not. I think there's a common misconception that, oh, if I start strength training, I'm going to get massively huge. It's like, look, uh-huh. I'm a relatively small personal trainer and I have to try and eat a ton to even get to being my size. Like you're not going to get ginormous on accident. I promise you that. So regardless of whether you're like a, a, you've got grandchildren and and you're just worried about being the grandma who's strong enough to pick everybody up this Christmas and and all of that, I think everybody needs a little bit of strength training. I don't think everybody needs the most intense form of strength training. I don't think everybody needs to do it seven days a week, mm-hmm. but Every, everybody needs just just a little bit here and there at least
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. this is okay. this is good information again. I love that you always take it back to like <laughs> you gotta take it back to like you know what's gonna like don't come on here with these um stories you hear like you're about to get this new body from like strength training like it it's you have to work with what you. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Like I'm just loving the approach that you have. You're just really gentle and approachable about it and honest at the same time, too. Because I think you know, you know, sometimes on social media, you know, we get these quick 15-second videos. If you want to get bigger and do this or do that, you need to do this every day for 10 minutes. You know, it's like selling these dreams, and it's like, okay. hold up hold up hold up <laughs> it's not quite that easy
1: 10 minutes a day but if you get done with that and go eat doritos
0: yeah it's not that easy and, and there's no bad magic pill you got to find a formula for you so um i love your approach to all of the questions that the way you're answering them and i know you keep referencing to hit and now what is hit training because this you know like Give us a visual of what hit training looks like because you know we may un- you know, we could kind of have a visual of like okay, cardio moving quick fast and stuff like that and um and strength, okay, you know, the resistance, mm-hmm. hit, what is that?
1: Hit is my favorite. all right. now <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want if you want the easiest definition, the easiest definition is hit is my favorite. Now, realistically, if we're going to look at what it stands for high intensity interval training, what we're going to do is we're going to take that same resistance training and we're going to add a time factor to it. So if I said, hey, I want you to do 10 squats with this weight and that's resistance training for head training, I'm going to say, I'm going to have you do squats for 10 seconds with this weight, you're going to take five seconds off and then you're going to go back and do another 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take five seconds off and then you're going to do another 10 seconds. And it's that time interval resistance training. So mm-hmm. you want to, I would say, start with resistance training, kind of learn all your form, and then you eventually move into something like, like a hit training where it's kind of like your clock's on the wall, it's ticking, you got to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's, what's, what's the next drill sort of. Sort yeah, of drills. Sort of Exactly. Okay. So it is it is very, very similar to resistance training with the addition of kind of a hey, hurry up, let's go, sort of timetable.
0: Yeah, because you get like that cardio in because you're moving quick, where if resistant, exactly. like you may it's not necessarily always back to back because I feel like sometimes you're at the gym and you may be doing some strength training and then you do this and then you walk over mm-hmm. here and then you do that and then you walk to that mirror so it's like you're not necessarily getting that heartbeat you know pumping like right. with it in that like if I, I haven't taken a hit class I feel like in years now I feel like I need to now <laughs> But I feel like it was just like it was like intense, like you you know, like they have the the list on the wall, like the drills that you got to do. You know, like you said, fifteen seconds here and this and that, and you're doing that, and then you run into the next section, and now you're doing the ropes, and then you run to the next section, and uh, I feel like he was gonna say something on the ropes.
1: Well, I guess the one thing I, I, I always like cautioning people with any sort of hit or CrossFit training is that for you to do weight training fast you have to know weight training in the first place Mm -hmm. oftentimes people get excited about it i'm like hey we we don't need to start there Mm -hmm. to start you doing that and you're gonna get hurt it's not gonna be fun we don't Mm -hmm. need to start you there oftentimes it's like somebody's asking me hey i want to lose weight should i do crossfit absolutely not crossfit is and this is not to not crossfit i like crossfit i've I've talked to a lot of guys who do crossfit and they're great people but it's like i don't really think crossfit is super beginner friendly
0: well what is and crossfit because then that. maybe i'm confused so what's crossfit
1: CrossFit is, is kind of kind of like it where you're doing workout weight training at this throw weight training at that station weight training at that station
0: oh so maybe that's and what you, i was the class I took <laughs> maybe it's CrossFit <course> <laughs>
1: so, something something like that right either way hit training or CrossFit classes whichever one you choose I, I typically caution beginners from them because it's like if you do if you do an exercise with the incorrect form fast you're going to get injured faster so starting off with those oftentimes is like yeah I do I don't I don't really need you to do all that what I need you to do is go in the regular gym we need to break down these things slowly we need to get your form in check and then we can move into those things they're they're great things oftentimes I just think they're not the first thing people need
0: Mm, yeah thank you thank you (laughs) thank you for that um because like, I feel like, you know, hit may be in the conversation. Oh, you got to do hit to do this. And and like you were saying at the beginning, like, oh, hit is like really good. And then someone, you know, may be mm-hmm. a beginner and like you put the warning, like, it's not really beginner friendly. Take your time, understand your body, learn the forms, and then work yeah. your way up to that. So, um okay. So that's good. and And, okay. So we kind of like hit like the base, like Hit training, cardio, strength training, so people could really understand what the difference between these workouts are. Um, now, do you want to touch base on anything else like the subsets of any of these types of workouts or let's kind of leave it right there?
1: Um, I think for today, for the listeners at home, I would say leave it right there.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's going to be the most useful. You're going to have to pick one of those one of those three things and and figure out how you're going to get there. If we want to talk about like a beginner path into different things like HIIT training, starting with kind of more of a, a weight training program with a little bit of cardio warm-up is going to mm-hmm. get you into being being in a position of where you want to do that that kind of hit style training. But I I think that you're gonna have to pick one of those three. Have an honest conversation about. Well, I would say have an honest conversation about what you can realistically produce right now. But I think I like the way you said it better. That the the whole notion of honor where you currently are,
0: mm. right? I, I
1: think I like that. I like that better. Yeah, That's it's a, a much a better way 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 way
0: way. Yes.
1: <laughs> the way I phrase it is a little bit hard headed. It's like look, yeah. stop. <laughs> gonna hurt right honor where you are at yes and yes. i think that's gonna that's gonna gonna bring you the most benefit in the long term
0: okay this is really good and i it, we already really touched on recovery and you know how you say recovery is important even if you're not working out um did you want to touch any anything else on recovery
1: sleep Sleep <laughs> yes. I think people are often drawn to recovery shakes and what supplements for recovery they need, and what tools for recovery and what kind of rollers and this that, and the other. It's like, look, if you're not sleeping and but somewhere in between seven and nine hours a night, none of that's really gonna help you anyways,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, oftentimes it's it's working through. And so that's one of the reasons I chose working with parents is because one of my biggest issues really when I was a college athlete was that I was a student. Right. I was also an athlete. I was also working. I was also in a fraternity. It's like I was regularly working 24 hour days and I ended up in the hospital a couple of times actually because of it. Wow. What I, what I learned through that is that as far as managing time, we can kind of, we can kind of look ahead, schedule some things out. And I, one of the most valuable things that I schedule out with people when they want to, Hey, I'm feeling the motivation. I want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and go right to the gym. It's like, no, you're not, you're not going to bed till 11, dude. That's five hours of sleep. That's not, yeah, yeah. that's not yeah. going to help you.
2: Mm -hmm. right
1: going to the gym at that point is not going to help you so Mm -hmm. so you need to do something besides besides that really working on okay let's let's look at your schedule let's figure out what the things that we can't move are right everybody's schedule has immovables and negotiables right some of those negotiables people like to think are immovables but it's like eh, your hulu time is negotiable okay we can work that we can work on that figuring out what we can move around to make sure we're getting that mm-hmm. sleep time in. And it's like, once we're getting that sleep time in, once we've got a solid two, maybe three workouts planned a week, then it's like, okay, now we're, as far as recovery, getting what we need to. We're not doing seven days a week of anything crazy. We're not sleeping two hours a night and expecting to be able to bounce back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. Um. Now, you are a coach and what are like some common questions or conversations that people come to you about as a coach that you feel you may want to address or just sharing any tips as a coach? You've been sharing amazing tips the whole episode, you know, really approachable, amazing tips. But um, is there anything else that you didn't touch on that you may want to share?
1: For sure. I just don't get right now i think the fitness industry is growing very rapidly and it's kind of like that's that's my number one job as a coach is like i'm i'm going to filter through the things that you're telling me you're doing to be healthy and we're going to talk about how many of them are a gimmick versus how many of them are going to be very legitimate
2: mm-hmm. i
1: think a lot of we we currently live in a social media society where you're trying to get sold something at every 30 second Instagram video. <laughs> so if I could tell you anything, it's that, because I've, I've had people ask me about a random different array of facts, but the thing that stays consistent at the end is, oh, well, I saw this on Instagram. I saw this on TikTok and so-and-so said that it helped him do this, this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, did they have a picture of a famous person? Yes, <laughs> uh, there are sales pitch for a product at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I don't need you to focus on those things, right? Because those aren't going to be the, those aren't going to be the fundamental changes that we make that are going to make a difference for you realistically. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of in-person coaches get get the benefit of, if you keep coming in, they keep getting paid. For me, it's like, if, if I wasn't good at getting results, I'm not getting paid, right? I, I'm not here to keep you coming to me. I'm here to basically graduate you and send you into the real world with the dream body that you want and knowing everything you need to know to keep it, right? So in in a lot of that work that I do, the, I guess, the main thing that I I would say I'm dealing with is the health gimmicks, right? The take this bottle of pills and you can start start burning fat immediately. I think yeah. a lot of people don't the know. Magic like the magic right pill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get asked about like fat burners all the time. And it's like, let me, let me give you a little, little secret about a fat burner pill. You ready?
2: Yeah, I'm listening.
1: It's a caffeine capsule. <laughs> That's it stunts your appetite makes you jittery want to move around more that's that's literally all it's doing that's how it's creating results save your money make you a cup of coffee at home there's 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 not like a a any magic in any of the things that are being sold to you
0: yeah and and you have to also be mindful a lot of these foreign ingredients that these chemicals that they're putting in these pills that it, when you could just go to real food, whole foods, real life, and you, and not know with these unknown, because if you look at the ingredient list, mm-hmm. can you pronounce half of the stuff there?
1: Well, no. And the reason for that is none of the supplement stuff is FDA regulated.
0: Mm-hmm. So they
1: can put a whole lot of anything they feel like in yep. there there's been so that's been one thing that we've actually that actually happened i think like in the early 2000s there was somebody either putting like crack cocaine or actual heroin i think it was crack cocaine in a pre-workout
2: supplement
1: because they're not fda regulated so nobody knows like this just happened
0: yeah without any notice and a lot of people are selling their own products on the internet and you don't know what you're getting, oh, you know, I'm a this, and I got my new product here, the fat burner, and just putting a label on whatever capsules they're making. So yeah, i I'm happy that you're bringing this attention to this because, you know, like you said, bring it back to water, sleep, just getting out there, playing with your kids, working out, and just being mindful of, you know, just moving your body. And that's what working out is. And like you said at the very beginning, like bringing it, you know, to now i forgot how, how you said it you said it so perfectly you know to your comfort zone so um right. Just, you know it it, your comfort zone. yeah it go right to your comfort zone with it and you know and i've said this on this podcast many times you know not for working out, but just for life in general, because I feel we are all on a journey and we're just so quick, quick, quick. We want everything to happen today, but there's no magic blue pill. Like this is a journey. We have to go down the path of whatever path we're going towards. And if the path is a working out path or a weight loss path or a path of just getting healthy within your body, you know, forget the losing weight, just Get feeling good in your body um through working out, you know, no, you're not gonna show up to the gym today, and everything that you, the issues are all gone or whatever. <laughs> Tomorrow, it's a journey,
2: right?
0: And right. you know, and you're working through it. um This has really, really been a great conversation, and I'm so grateful for you because you really brought a lot of like, you know, eye-opening things to me that I didn't think about before, and um. <laughs> so I really, really, really thank you for this, um, but tell us about what you do, like, as you've you been saying, you're a coach, and so on, and if anybody wants right. to get in contact with you, and so on,
1: so a lot, pretty much what I do is work with people on adding up the little things, kind of like, kind of like I said in the beginning, fitness is really just the summation of how many little things we can stick together, and kind of roll down that hill in a snowball effect, so pretty much my coaching looks at your schedule mainly and the things that you already like to do. So this it's like, for example, I've, I've had a guy who's got an eight-month-old son and he's worried about, well, when am I going to do my mobility and spend time with my son? It's like, well, okay. So how old you said? Eight months, right? So he's just chilling on the floor, crawling around, trying to figure out how to move.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you need to do what yoga Mm
2: -hmm. get
1: on the ground move around figure out how to move it's almost like i almost said the same thing twice right there yeah these things are similar what they want to do is what you ought to do any kind of way
0: yeah i like that what they want to do is what you ought to do
1: (laughs) It's, it's it's something that you I've noticed parents don't necessarily like hearing. I think that's kind of the benefit though of having a younger coach who coaches parents. It's like, I'm not older than you. I'm the halfway in between you and your 15 year old. You know what I mean? We've got to make this a cohesive unit. We've got to make all of this work. Mm. So a a lot of what I do in terms of my coaching is just looking at your life, what kind of foods you like, what your schedule looks like, Mm-hmm. How how can we tie all of these things together in a sustainable way for you? That is going to pile up the little things day by day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And once we once we figure that out, it's like that. I guess that's why I keep mentioning I can graduate you with all of this information on you being able to take care, take your fitness journey wherever you want it to go
2: mm-hmm. as the
1: drop hat on your own volition.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. so-
1: Hmm. I was going to say like usually the easiest way to get a hold of me is just Instagram or I in my I think the system we use to like get connected I have my my link posted and that link pretty much kind of just asks you a few questions so really it, it all kind of organizes everything for me on my end mm-hmm. we've talked a lot today about your plan is probably going to be different than the next guy's plan so And I, I very much am like I'm here to get you results. I'm not here to pad my own ego or do anything. It's that doesn't necessarily help me, right? Me getting you the results that you want is the end result that I want. That's what helps me feel better, right? Yeah. So that application typically is just like I'm just asking questions, trying to get to know you, kind of in the same way that anybody who have seen this podcast or my Instagram may kind of already know a little bit about me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have all of your details in the um, show notes so people can just, you know, click along and yeah, before I let you go today, you got to answer one last question for me. And that is, yeah. what does becoming unique mean to you?
1: What does, so I, I, I like this question because I think more people don't really have to become unique. I think becoming unique and this may this you may not like the start of this answer, but stick with me. OK, no, I, I think I, I'm here. I think
0: I already know where you're going.
1: <laughs> becoming unique is a very overrated way of looking at things. With most people I talk to, it's like, you're already unique. You're just conditioned to care more about what the rest of these people think than care about how you're doing internally. There there is no way to become unique. You're not going to become unique. You already are. I need you to stop caring about what these people behind me think of you, right? What these people behind you think of you and tell me what is really going on. So that's a lot of kind of how my coaching works, right? It's like, I need to figure out what you like to do to figure out how to make this successful in the long run. I think becoming unique is the same way. Nobody really has any issues becoming unique. It's just like, we need to figure out how to make you confident enough to say what you want to instead of say what you think is socially appropriate in this given circumstance.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: guess that's, that's the way I would look at it. I look at yeah. becoming unique as being very overrated. I don't think anybody needs to work on becoming unique. I think you end up with a very disingenuous personality when you try to become unique. You're already unique. You're 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 keeping that in a shell. So it's it's not about becoming anything. It's about what's in that shell that I need to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if yeah. that answers the question.
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely, you said it in a different way, but definitely I, this is the direction of the becoming unique for me is to break all the conditioning that's already had. So you can just walk into the true self that you are. So, you know, and we are all unique and my name, my real name is unique. And so people, a lot of times would be like, oh, aren't you unique? I said, we all are, you know, because we all are unique. Um, And, and I, and, and, you know, with me, and I had to put the becoming, because um in front of it, about five years ago, I was definitely probably more in the conditioned state that I feel a lot of us, you know, it's the way we've been raised, mm-hmm. you know, it's the culture, mm-hmm. and that's, um. and Michelle Obama came out with her book um, a few years ago, and when she came out, which is called Becoming, and on one of her interviews, she said, you know, I hate when kids ask you what you're going to be when you, when you, grow up you know we're always becoming we're always evolving so it, it's also coming mm-hmm. from that place because you know you don't grow up and now you're 30 years old and this is life and like you know it's a check mark that's not how life goes and a lot of times it's like where are you going to be when you grow up like that's a final oh yeah that's what she said like it's a final destination life is not a final destination it's evolving so it's you're always constantly evolving right. and coming so yeah so yeah we both got it you know you know definitely you got it in the way that i was trying that i'm saying it as well too because you know i'm definitely have the mindset um with this podcast is to like take away the conditioning (laughs) and just be or we already are
1: i think that and that's the that's the thing i think people who try to become unique usually end up becoming disingenuous it's like i don't need you to try to become unique Mm -hmm. you're already
2: Unique.
1: yeah yeah you no it's not, not. Too much yeah just that's
2: easy. what I mean mm-hmm. drop,
1: drop becoming unique let's focus on not caring I want to teach you how to look the other way without even hesitate you see something you don't like
0: you want to know what's yeah. going
1: on this way it doesn't mm-hmm. even yeah. right. It's, it's not about I, th- I think everybody already is unique. yeah I we all are
0: that's why we all have different fingerprints we all are unique individuals but we just have to come back to knowing that we are and 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 step Mm -hmm. into this you know being who we are as the person that we are so oh my goodness you were amazing you gave us a lot of great tips points information and yeah i thank you
1: yeah no problem it's been fun
0: yay Thank you, thank you, thank you, Austin, for showing up to the Become a Unique podcast and talking about fitness in a very approachable way. Thank you for not trying to sell us a magic blue pill. Take this 14-day fat burner and go to the gym and you're going to be, you know, what you want to be. Thank you for not doing that. Thank you for honestly making this an approachable look at fitness. Thank you for talking about the importance of rest being your recovery. Um, And I can just reflect on a personal story of mine on how important rest is in general, in all parts of our lives. You know, ever since I've been on my journey into the become a unique world of me, I have been focusing on wellness, Focusing on how I'm taking care of myself with self care and, and the nutrition that I'm putting in my body, I have noticed throughout the past few years I have not been getting sick anymore. Where I was definitely a child and adult that was constantly always had a runny nose, sore throat, sickness. And that hasn't been my MO over the past few years. But last week I was sick. I was sick sick and I know I definitely know the reason why you know I got sick is because I didn't get my proper amount of rest I was kind of like in a go go um go thing like it was like a lot of things going on and I didn't get as much rest as my my personal body needs to get you know I am a person that needs my rest (laughs) so, yeah, my body broke down my body. And when we're resting, you know, just not from fitness, but just from life in general, when we are sleeping and resting, our body is um, healing. It's rejuvenating the cells, doing all the magic it needs to do that we don't know about, but it's doing it. And if we're not getting the proper amount of rest, it's not going to be able to fight off the wards of the day. So, like, if I was out in the world and then all of these attacks were coming at me, unknowingly attacks, these germs, these these viruses are coming at me. And not just literally germs and viruses, just germs and viruses, you know, all over from people to environment and all this type of stuff, you know. When I go to sleep, my body is now releasing and healing all of that. But if I am only able to get a small amount of sleep and not enough time, my body doesn't have enough time to fight the war, the war against whatever happened to me the previous day. So I just wanted to refocus on the importance of sleep. Get your rest. And, you know, that's with um, fitness. That's with life make sure you are taking the supplement of rest. So thank you for showing up to the Become a Unique podcast. Another amazing episode is coming next week. Oh my guys, guys. Oh my goodness, guys. Like there are so many amazing episodes coming. Make sure you are tuned in. You don't want to miss a week because like they're all coming back to back. And if you miss a week, you're going to start to get backed up. So make sure you're, Tuning in, make sure you're coming with a um a journal to take notes with the the podcast because there is so much informative information going on. And I just listened to a podcast saying, um, oh, I can't remember exactly how they said it, but. They basically said like, if you're not taking notes, like when you're listening to these podcasts, a lot of times it's like, you're going to forget it. You're not going to necessarily apply all of the things that you're learning. So there's something so beautiful about that pen and paper and just really taking notes as you hear things. So yeah, um, I've yapped my mouth long enough today, but have a beautiful week and I will see you guys again next Sunday. Bye.